Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Caliente Hono, welcome to The Savage Nation. State of California is burning, not due to global warming, which the left wing is trying to tell you. Again, everything must be used for their communist agenda. California is burning because California tends to burn. Vast fires were reported here and in the West, by the way, in the 1800s. Fires that were set by lightning strikes and purposely set by Native Americans who were known to burn the wooded areas to create more grasslands for their animals and to flush animals out of the forests. Lewis and Clark reported orange skies in the 1820s, not global warming, as reported by Nancy the hair blower. California means hot furnace, calida fornax in Latin or caliente horno in Spanish. You all need to calm down and stop using the fires for your rotten left-wing agenda. And speaking of your rotten left-wing communist revolution being promulgated by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, there is the dangerous myth of a dictatorship of the proletariat that was created by Trotsky, which led to the murderous machine of Joseph Stalin. Black Lives Matter is marching to the tune of Trotsky when he put out the myth of a a dictatorship of the proletariat. I'm sure most people in BLM and Antifa don't even know what I'm talking about. But they are the living embodiment of what Trotsky wrote when he wrote about a dictatorship of the proletariat that would revolutionize Russia and the people would lead the revolution and everyone would be happy. What Trotsky wrote about 
led to the murder machine known as Joseph Stalin. Calm yourself down. Take a deep breath before we all go up and smoke. And speaking of calm yourself down, I was the first but not the last to tell you that when Trump said to that fraud, that burnt out hack, Bob Woodward, on tape, that of course he told people it was not as bad as it was because he wanted to calm them down. And then of course that hack, that mook, that bum, that burned out 1970s Bob Woodward nobody tried to twist it into Trump lie to the American people. Let me remind you of something which I told you the other day on the Savage Nation. A leader is supposed to calm a population, not panic a population. Let me give you an example. There's a movie out that's on TV now called Midway. It's, it's fairly good. The graphics are interesting. There's a great line in it where <clears throat> after, as the Japanese carriers are on fire because our brave men sacrificed their lives to blow them up in rickety old planes, there's one carrier left and a Japanese admiral says to a subordinate officer after his carrier was hit by a bomb, calm yourself, you're an officer. Calm yourself, you're an officer, says the admiral to his subordinate. He didn't scream, oh God, we're all going to all die. That's what a leader does. He calms the nation. He calms the ship. He calms the plane. That is the opening to the Savage Nation. I've given you three things to talk about. Vast fires reported in the 1800s that were set by lightning, set by Indians who burned the wooded areas to make more grass. Orange skies were reported by Lewis and Clark in the 1820s. Not global warming as put out by that dummy Nancy Pelosi. Speaking of them, can you imagine? Can you imagine a guy like Biden being president? Can you imagine? Trying to define what Biden stands for is like trying to nail jello to a wall because nobody knows what he stands for. There's a fourth topic. The phone number on this open mic to mic rock and roll Friday is 855-407-282. Of course, this is the 9-11 anniversary. And the left is debunking the meaning of 9-11. The vermin on the left attacked President Trump for wanting to do a flyover with F-A-18 Hornets over New York City to show our strength and our power. They called it a disgrace. They called it tone deaf. What was wrong with that? What would be wrong with flying F-A-18s over New York to show the vermin around the world who want to hurt us again that we are the most powerful nation on earth? Don't you dare try us again. What would be wrong with that? Other than if you're a leftist and you find everything that shows American power to be evil. No, my friends, this is a battle for the soul of America. It's a battle for the survival of you, your children, your grandchildren. If you want your children to let Black Lives Matter lead us into a Soviet America, the murder machine of Joseph Stalin, then blame yourself if it happens. But don't blame me. We are at war. Just as we were at war on 9-11 all those years ago, we're at war right now. It's our fight for America. Unfortunately, though, there's only one side fighting, and that's the evil left. The street thugs, the brown shirts are out in the street intimidating people, trying to beat you into submission the way the communists marched in Germany in the 1920s. 
I'll remind you of something else, and this is a terrible thing to remind you, but I've been reminding you of this for 20 years. I warned you something. I kept saying it over and over again. Nobody apparently heard me. Hitler did not appear in a vacuum. Hitler and his minions appeared as self-defense leagues in reaction to the communist thugs who were doing in Germany what Antifa is doing in America today. They were attacking the middle class. They were intimidating the middle class. They were trying to beat Germans into good communists. Self-defense leagues formed. And that morphed into the Nazi movement. Those who do not know the history are condemned to repeat it. And if you are so stupid as to have everything upside down, I can't help you. I can only blame the media. I can blame the universities. I have no one else to blame, but don't blame me. I've been fighting this good fight for 25 years. I'm still fighting it because it's our fight for America. The war does continue. It's not just a book title. It's a reality. And right now the war is ongoing, only it's only one side that's committing the violence. It is one side that is burning, one side that is looting. And the vermin in the media, the rats who belong in prison, have the nerve to call them peaceful protesters. The vermin in the Democrat Party and the Democrat media machine have the nerve to call these street thugs peaceful protesters. And anytime someone stands up to them, they scream, right winger, Ku Klux Klan, white nationalist. They got their rhetoric worked out, but they have it upside down. I don't. I have it exactly right. Those who do not know their history are condemned to repeat it. And if you want to see the murder machine of Joseph Stalin appear in this nation, then roll over to Black Lives Matter. Roll over to Antifa. Roll over to Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper and the other Soviet propagandists on CNN and MSNBC. Roll over to all of them. Because I haven't and I won't. Shall I go back to all the topics that I've introduced for the day? Phone number here, I should give it to you again. For those of you who want to call and comment, is 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. I want to remind you that if you're streaming this show, which is one of the largest streaming shows in the world, you're not listening to it on a radio station because I am being boycotted as we speak. Uh, you can still call my number, 855-400-SAVAGE. And if you missed anything today, you can catch it on the podcast later. Again, I want to remind you that this show is one of the biggest streaming shows in the world. Certainly not on all the radio stations I was once on, because I am not vanilla. This is not vanilla, Michael. I'm too hot to handle. What do you feel is the most important story out there now that no one is talking about? You can call on that as well on this Rock and Roll Friday. I've given you many topics, including the vast forest fires reported in the 1800s the dangerous myth of a dictatorship of the proletariat that you think is going to lead to peace and harmony. It will lead to a killing machine. Trying to define what Biden stands for, like trying to nail jello to a wall. California means hot furnace. Hot furnace. Native Americans talked about orange skies in the 1800s. It's funny, I posted that before the show on my Twitter feed. I posted exactly like that. 
Vast fires were reported in the 1800s set by lightning, set by Indians who burned the wooded areas to make more grass grow for their animals. Orange skies reported by Lewis and Clark, not global warming. And I looked at some of the replies. Now, normally Twitter replies are idiotic, moronic, stupid. It's like Einstein trying to debate someone who doesn't know arithmetic. So I generally don't debate those who can't even add two and two. Uh, If you add two and two and get four, it's called white supremacy now, according to those who can't add two and one. I got one answer that was very smart from a Native American. I want to read it to you. And I, I have to find it if I can. I saw it before. It was a very, here. It's from a man named Hawk. And he said, true, I am Native Cheyenne. And we also used fires for hunting to flush animals out. And when the forest became too thick. Don't tell that to Nancy the blow dryer. Don't tell that to Joe Biden. Don't tell that to the lying leftist machine called the media. To me, there's only one thing that's important in this world. Truth and history. Truth and history. It's the only thing that can save me and save the country. Truth and history. And I'd be remiss to not tell you, yes, I have a new book out called Our Fight for America coming out on Tuesday. And I do hope you'll check it out because you will not see me on any television show. That's for the vanilla broadcasters who pretend they're wild and crazy. But that's not who they are. They're part of the establishment, every last one of them. If you want to comment, again, I'm open here, 855-400-7282. It is also the 9-11 anniversary. The president wanted to do a flyover of FA-18s over New York, and the vermin in the media and the left machine screamed, Oh, tone deaf! Tone deaf to fly American jets over New York to show our power. What's tone deaf about it? What a message that would send to all the would-be terrorists hiding around this country, kept in check by the forces that should be arresting Antifa and the other rioters in this country, ripping them out of their dirty tents around the country and putting them into a holding cell somewhere before they burn another city down. A far graver threat to this country than the forest fires is Antifa and their cohorts burning and looting with impunity. They have neutralized the police but they have not neutralized the truth. I'll be right back. Savage. Hey, do you want to enjoy the outdoors while also limiting your carbon footprint? Of course you do. You like to fish or hunt, but don't like to lug equipment up a trail? Hey, you need a rad power bike. What are rad power bikes? You see, they're a cross between a traditional bike and a moped, but it doesn't require a special driver's license like a moped would. You can go up to 20 miles an hour without pedaling. Wow. So you can get out and about without getting sweaty. Great for commuting, getting out on the trail, hauling groceries, or even transporting your kids on the back. Hmm. Rad power bikes are affordable. See, most e-bikes are in the $3,000 range. Rad power bikes, they start at just $9.99 and most are under $1,500. They're, they're really a great deal. You have questions? Rad power bikes has dedicated U.S.-based customer support. They're there for you when you need them. They make the perfect gift for a someone who loves being active and outdoors. Rad Power Bikes offers flexible financing for as low as 0% APR. And now, for a limited time, get a free accessory valued at up to $100 with the purchase of a Rad Power Bike. You heard me. A free gift up to $100 in value with your purchase and free shipping to the lower 48 states. 
Jump on this. To get this special offer, text the word NATION to 64-000. Text NATION to 64,000. Enjoy Rad Bikes. Text NATION to 64,000. It was the worst of times. It was the worst of times. I'm extremely pessimistic. I'm not one of those Connie Barkers and talk radio tells you everything is going to be fine tomorrow. You know, he read How to Win Friends and Influence People and puts it onto a radio show. And he thinks that by telling you about how wonderful everything is, if Trump wins, uh, you're going to buy that now. You have to resist this left wing, but you also have to resist the hedge funders, the people running the multinationals. I know exactly what they're doing. They're bankrupting America and stealing the treasury at the same time. They're the ones who are winning. None of them went under. None of the hedge funds that I know of went under. They all got bailed out. Watched it very carefully. Big players like J. Crew, Neiman Marcus went into Chapter 11 because of COVID. What did that mean? It means some creditors took a write-off. Some management floated away on their filthy, dirty, degenerate golden parachutes. And the companies had an excuse to let go their more experienced, more expensive employees. New vultures took over to gobble up Federal Reserve monopoly money to leverage the companies to the hilt once again, buying back shares and putting absolutely nothing aside for rainy day. Meanwhile, family-owned businesses are gone. No golden parachute for them, Nancy. You put that hair salon out of business, you liar, you. No golden parachute for the woman Nancy Pelosi destroyed like a gangster. That family-owned Italian restaurant that still makes the same sauce your parents and grandparents used to love before you were even born, forget about it, they're gone. You'll have to settle for Olive Garden, owned by conglomerate Darden Inc., which had its handout early for bailout funds when the federal government and Federal Reserve rang the dinner bell. It's all in my book. I'm reading to you from, from the, the book itself. I know the rhetoric is so good. That's why I'm reading it. Say, why are you reading from your own book? Because I can't, I can't, re- I can't actually outdo what I wrote. It's in a chapter called, Will Our Bold Peasantry Go Gently Into the Night? And what it's about is it about you. The bold peasantry is us. Are we going to go gently into that good night intimidated by Black Lives Matter and Antifa? I don't know. I don't have an answer. All I know is history, and all I know is that the media is destroying America. Again, let me repeat for you. The myth of the sanctity of Black Lives Matter is that they are the downtrodden proletariat in communistic terms. And that was a myth created by Trotsky in order to get the masses to rise up against the ruling class in Russia. How'd that work out? It led to the murder machine of communism the murder machine of Joseph Stalin, which is exactly where these groups will take us if we don't wake up to who they are. You think Biden is going to save you from these madmen and these mad girls, many of whom the leadership come from upper middle class homes, as did Trotsky, Lenin, Marx, Engels. Most of them were lawyers. They came from upper middle class families like the girls from the Upper East Side of Manhattan, who are caught breaking windows. Understand how it works? Savage. 
I hope you're ready for what's next. Here's what's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, and social unrest. Okay, so ask yourself a question. Do you actually have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? The harsh reality is most Americans do not. But you can avoid the panicked masses in a last-minute rush just by ordering your four-week supply of emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com. It's that simple. You can hire, you can put it in a closet, you know, a cool, dark place. You just go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation and dependency on the government are your only options when you fail to plan ahead. What are you going to do, go on a food line? Why don't you avoid the pain of being unprepared? It's a simple solution. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage. And by the way, it's shipped discreetly to your door. No one knows what's in the package, so the delivery man can't steal it. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare for tomorrow. And there's still time for you to do the same. They've just gotten new supplies in. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. The original Patriot Preparedness Company. They're great. You can store it for up to 25 years if it's done right. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it now. All right, let's confabulate. Let's confabulate here on the Savage Nation, 855-400-SAVAGE. We have no open lines. I don't know where to come back. I have so many different things that I've opened up with, four or five different topics. How about a tweet from last night? COVID commies kill commerce, Mr. Como. Does that work for you? COVID commies kill commerce, Mr. Como. That moron, that mook who never held a job in his life. The governor of New York never held a job in his life. He worked for his father on his campaign. Never opened a restaurant. Never had a souvlaki stand. Never drove a cab. Nothing. Never washed a dish in his life. He's telling the restaurants in New York that he's going to let them open 25% capacity at the end of the month. While across the river in New Jersey, they can open at 50% capacity. That moron doesn't even understand that the restaurant business is the key to New York City. All the jobs, all the income, all the tax base, that moron. All he wants is a bailout from Trump. The man he spits on and now he's mad at him because he won't bail out New York City. I wouldn't give him 10 cents. I wouldn't give California a nickel. Watch them give it to Black Lives Matter and Antifa through third-party entities. I wouldn't give them a dime. <sighs> Covidism and communism. Vast fires are reported in the 1800s, you fools. People don't know history, so they're repeating it. Oh, global warming! This Every channel, every moron. Global warming! That's why we have fires. Idiots, morons. If one weatherman ever got up and said, I read Lewis and Clark, and they were reporting orange skies in the 1800s, they'd throw them off the air because it's not the narrative that the Soviets want. Let me remind you again, California itself. The word California comes from uh, either caliente horno in Spanish or calida fornax in Latin, which means hot furnace. But it's not the only state that burned. The vast West burned. Burn, burn, burn. How? Lightning strikes. Native Americans burned the wooded areas to get rid of the woody plants so more grass would grow for their animals. Well-known fact, 
which I don't want to confuse you with if you went to Harvard. Uh, they also burned the woods. Again, I don't want to shock you if you are uh, in animal husbandry in, at Berkeley. Native Americans burned the woods to flush out animals. Orange skies reported by Lewis and Clark, not global warming. It's an inferno right now. It's a nightmare. I can hardly breathe. It's very depressing. But let's not lie about it, for God's sakes. Isn't it bad enough that the state is burning? We have to now burn the truth as well. You may as well burn the libraries like the Islamists did at Alexandria when they burned the book copying industry to the ground. Did you know that the um, Islamists of the day, when they invaded Egypt, they burned the book copying industry to the ground because they didn't want any books printed other than the Quran? They believed in the the genius of the Quran. The only book needed on earth was the Quran, so they burnt the Egyptian library at Alexandria. They didn't want books. They didn't want books. The Soviets didn't want books. They only wanted their books. The left doesn't want history. The left doesn't want books. The left only wants revisionist history. Did you see what the, the rats did in Hollywood? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When I saw that story the other day, I said, look how bad this has gotten. But they got what they deserved. Have you seen what has to be done in Hollywood now to make a movie? Every movie you've ever watched can never be made again. Every actor that you like will never work again because they're not the right color or sexual orientation. They're not the right victim. Every actor you ever liked, even if they're a minority, won't work again. I did some research on fires in the early West, and here's one, an abstract that was published in a scientific journal an annotated record of wildland fires between 1776 and 1900. I'll read you the, the summary, the abstract. Scientific and historical literature was searched for documented accounts of early fires in the interior west, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, Nevada, and eastern Oregon. 145 accounts of fires by 44 observers were found. A similar proportion referred to burned areas that were encountered. A few simply described regional fire occurrence based on the journalist's observations. Indians were identified as the primary ignition source over wide areas at lower and middle elevations. Some journalists noted that fire enhanced grasses and inhibited growth of woody plants. Fire was a major perturbation in the interior West. Don't tell that to uh, Joe Biden. He's sure it's global warming. He knows nothing of history. Joe Biden knows nothing. I told you before, trying to define what Biden stands for is like trying to nail jello to a wall. If you study history, you will at least know the truth, and the truth can set you free. It's a great statement from the Bible. The truth will set you free. Do not let the vermin in the media who set the agenda today. You know, I started watching the local news because of the. I just want to watch the air index and the air quality and the fires. And once again, I got so enraged by these empty suits and empty skirts, I had to stop watching the local news. I couldn't take the lies. Every story is a twisted lie that ends in the fact that Trump caused everything bad on the planet. Every tagline is about how bad Trump is with a smirk and a smile. All it does is make me want to support Trump even more. What is it doing to you? Just watched the news during the break, and I saw him awarding a Medal of Honor. White male, risked his life to save others. Beautiful wife, beautiful child. What's the left going to say? 
weren't enough people of color, weren't enough gays and lesbians given the Medal of Honor, even if they didn't earn it, even if they didn't win it, even if they didn't risk their lives in combat, they should have gotten a Medal of Honor anyway because it would have looked better for the new America we're in. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what the vermin in the media say tomorrow. What Wolfie Boy and Jakey Boy have to say tonight on the Communist News Network. Chris in San Jose, go ahead. You'll be the first caller on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Very much for taking my call and leading the fight for America. I couldn't imagine it happening without you, sir. Uh, I've got a quote I, here. It's very nice of you to say, and it means a lot to me. Years ago. I'm sending you a copy of Our Fight for America. I want to say that right up front. So I want the call screener to get your email. Tell me what you have to say for us for today. Uh, this quote, for supposedly from Leon Trotsky, says... Virtually all members of radical groups sincerely believe that they are fighting the establishment. In reality, they are an indispensable ally of the establishment in fastening socialism upon all of us. The naive radicals think that under socialism, the people will run, every, uh, run everything. Actually, it will be a clique of insiders in total control, consolidating and controlling all wealth. Absolutely. So it's the dangerous myth of a dictatorship of the proletariat that was written by Trotsky, a big lie. And it led to, to Joseph Stalin, who was a murder machine himself. There was no dictatorship of the proletariat. It was run by a Politburo, a small group of elites. There's Thank you for the call. Stay on the line and my call screener will get your your address and we'll send you a our fight for America. OK, now, remember. You will not see me on Fox News ne next week with the book. I am banished and banned from Foxland. For some reason, the, Fo the Murdoch boys hate me. I really don't even know what the vendetta is. I actually defended their father in one of my earlier books. But apparently they like lawyers an awful lot. That's why they hire them to be their talk show hosts. Because they know that lawyers are easily manipulated. And they also dangle the money over them. Why do you never see me on Fox News? Pimps, prostitutes, yes. Terrorists, yes. Someone just arrested for molesting a child. Lead story on Fox News. It's, it's bizarre to me how you don't see through them. I'm not going to run a war against Fox News because I will lose. They're too powerful. They are the 5,000-pound gorilla. I am the chimpanzee in the forest. It doesn't stop me from knowing what's real. Nor does it stop you from knowing what's real. Colorado, Griff, line six, up on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Dr. Savage, I appreciate the way you tenaciously take it to the left. Um, you, uh, you, you prosecute the truth constantly, and I appreciate the way you do it. I think, and I believe you'd agree with me, that the riots in the streets by these leftist loons only exist where they're allowed to persist, meaning the police officers are told to stand down. So my question to you is... Mm. Um, and you can incorporate the, the election results into this. What mm. is the tipping point? What is the trigger point when these leftist, elitist mayors and city council members finally empower the police because this is not sustainable, this endless rioting? I just would all hang up and let you answer. Well, uh, well you, you actually think they're going to empower the police just because the governor of Oregon says it has to stop now? And the mayor of Portland had to run out of his condominium because the very people he was feeding a gasoline to suddenly came for him? That's the question, sir. I'm wondering. They can't. I don't know. Maybe when they come for George Soros uh, in his apartment, they'll stop. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Transition Integrity Project. Have you ever heard, of the, heard about that? The TIP? 
Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. I heard the TIP project founder suggested a military coup against Trump days after he was inaugurated. The very same Transition Integrity Project founder, and I have her name, she's a Schwartz Senior Fellow at New America, Schwartz, no less, Senior Fellow at New America, a think tank, think tank funded by the billionaire George Soros' Open Society Foundation, is who's funding this. Days after Trump's inauguration, this Brooks, this Rosa Brooks, suggested four different ways of getting rid of the new president. Now they created a thing called TIP. And it comprises over 100 leading experts and officials, mostly Democrats and anti-Trump Republicans, including RNC chair Michael Steele. Would you believe this? Bill Crystal, that fraud. John Podesta, <laughs> the pizza eater. And former DNC interim chair Donna Brazil, who, by the way, is on Fox News. They are running the Transition Integrity Project. They are the ones who want a military coup against Trump. They wanted it right after he was inaugurated. So you ask a question, what would be the trigger point to stop or shut down the protests? Do you have an answer to that? I don't. I'll be right back. Stay on the line. Savage. Racial issues, economic meltdown, the pandemic, locking us up in houses. This is what's shaping up for the election. I call it Our Fight for America. All of it is discussed in my new book, Our Fight for America. It's a very important book for a number of reasons. First of all, it's a continuation of all the previous bestsellers I have written. And I've been consistent in my discussions about the pandemic, at least since late January. I disagree with Dr. Fauci right from the beginning. I called for selective quarantine. How about during race wars that Obama started? I warned during the Obama years that a civil war could come to America if he didn't stop. And only restraint on the part of the left would stop it. Was I wrong? For the sake of yourself, for the sake of America, to discuss it with people who are undecided about the election, there's only one place to go, one source to turn to, and that's Michael Savage's Our Fight for America, available now on Amazon. Welcome to Hotel California, which means hot furnace. Caliente horno in Spanish, calida fornex in Latin. The state itself means hot furnace. Yet we have these forest fires, right away the hysterics, the propagandists, the liars, deny history, and tell you it's because of man-made global warming. C.Y. Kershaw tweets to me, the Indians regularly burn the underbrush and forests. If done yearly, the fires are not hot enough to catch trees on fire. This allowed for better hunting. However, when underbrush is allowed to accumulate over years, Governor Newsom, it becomes enough fuel to burn the entire forest, Governor Newsom. Maybe you ought to fire your forestry department in Sacramento and replace them with people who really know what the environment is all about. Maybe then we wouldn't have another uh, a burn like this if you actually understood forestry and forest management. And then you have arson. There are arsonists that are being caught up and down the West Coast. Who are they? Well, one of them is an Antifar member. He was caught with a lighter walking on the road. Did you know? Oh, you didn't know that? Because Wolfie didn't report it? Because Jake Tapper, the member of the Soviet Politburo, didn't put it on CNN? They caught a member of Antifar with a cigarette lighter walking down a highway after he said, Oh, look, I found a fire burning. Well known in Antifa circles. 
Didn't know that, did you? The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Will our bold peasantry go gently into that good night? I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. I don't know how much fight is left in America. I know that the left is at war. They've declared war on the middle class. They've declared war on you while saying they're against Trump and they're for progressivism. That's not what they want. They're diehard communist revolutionaries. They want to kill people. They want to take your assets. They want to revise history. And they're doing a very good job of changing history, by the way. Did you see what they've done in Hollywood? What kind of movies can and cannot be produced in the future? What an amazing, amazing turn of events. But then again, nobody in Hollywood has spoken out because the people who are running Hollywood now, many of them got where they are by doing the same thing to the Hollywood that they infested 50 years ago. See, when they came to Hollywood and infested it with their then leftist mentalities, they got where they are by intimidating everybody in Hollywood by calling them names. Now they're billionaires on their yachts in the Mediterranean conducting themselves like Nero did. So what do they care what the next generation of uh, left-wing vermin do? They figure they'll be immune to it. No one will touch their yachts. They'll be dead by then. And then we have cowardly governors. Then we have cowardly mayors. Then we have a distortion in the media that's hard to believe. The economic and political damage being done to our country by the corona catastrophe and the carefully cultivated communist riots under the guise of civil rights is very extensive. But is there something more fundamentally important that has also changed? Yes, our culture. The America that we knew and loved is never coming back. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's my job to tell you the truth, not necessarily what you want to hear. We have to face life in a new America and try to make something livable out of it. Right now, it is not livable. Think about what we did last spring. Do you think it's not all coming back? What reason do we have to believe that shutting our society down won't be the new normal in the face of any threat, real or imagined? Had we put up any semblance of resistance to the insane edicts of Democrat governors, then maybe a chance for sanity would have survived, but we didn't. We rolled over and hid under our beds, the young and healthy alike with the old and infirm. Don't think that didn't send the message to every power-mad leftist politician in this country, of which there are many. Just think about Americans going about their lives in masks for most of all of the year. We all look like bank robbers or surgery interns. All these hysterical Americans wearing masks while bicycling or running in the park. Pure madness. We no longer treat each other the same way we used to. People don't embrace when they meet anyone. They don't shake hands. Personally, I've never been a handshaker myself, being a germaphobe. But most Americans were. Not anymore. 
The summer came and our restaurants continued to go out of business because they weren't allowed to seat to capacity. Large summer events were canceled in advance because preparations for large events began months in advance. And America was shut down when the organizers needed to be preparing for them. America was a nation of independently owned restaurants, bars, cafes, hair salons. We rivaled Italy in that respect. That's over too. Those independent establishments that survived the first shutdown won't survive the next. But the big chains will. They'll be just fine on the billions in bailout money that the Trump administration was giving out through Mnuchin. That's convenient, isn't it? So prepare to trade in that favorite little corner pub or family-owned Italian restaurant for Applebee's or the Olive Garden. I'll pass. What about large sporting events, the movies, the theater, the opera? All these activities had one defining feature, sitting in proximity to your fellow American. Let's face it, the seats at the baseball game had you practically sitting in your neighbor's lap. Again, that's not been my cup of tea, but it was an integral part of American culture that's also gone with the corona wind. I have news for you. It's not just Trump that has a war on his hands at this time. It's all of us. We're at war to preserve our nation, our Constitution, and some semblance of our humanity. As I said in an earlier book, Trickle-Down Tyranny, economies can be rebuilt, armies can be repopulated, but once a nation's pride is gone, it can almost never be restored. We're going to need something much stronger than the quaint old conservative movement to regain our freedom and independence. This virus, the many left-wing riots, and our collective reaction to them was an invitation to all the enemies of both. The socialists, the technocrats, the globalists, and the deep state have seized the opportunity this crisis has presented. They have nonstop propaganda support from the media. This is what we're up against in our fight for America. Those words come from the opening to my book, which I don't have to tell you is called Our Fight for America. If anyone has written anything better, go buy their book. Don't buy mine. But I doubt you're going to find anything better. In the first hour, I talked about many different things, including what the word California means. It means hot furnace. Calida fornax in Latin or caliente horno in Spanish. It means hot furnace. It's always been a hot furnace. Six months dry, six months wet. I don't think the governor even understands that this is a Mediterranean climate that cannot be controlled. I then told you about fire on the early Western landscape. And I linked an article for you on my website, michaelsavage.com, which is a record of wildland fires in the West between 1776 and 1990. Native Americans burned forests. More specifically, they burned the brush underneath forests to chase game out of the forest that they could then hunt down. Also, by burning lower-growing deciduous plants, they encouraged the growth of grasses, which were good fodder for their horses and for the buffalo. It was actually a wise ecological way to manage their environment at that time. What am I arguing? That the forest fires are good? Arguing that orange skies are normal and you should get to live with them? Not really. But don't live in the myth that it's caused by global warming, if you don't mind. I'll take the truth. You can take the lie. This is the savage nation. Biden himself, he's going to save America. Can you tell me what Biden stands for? Can anyone listening to the show is going to vote for that dunce? Tell me what he stands for. He was always a loser. He was always a dummy. Even when he was vice president, the guy was a dummy. A nobody. A schmendrick. A putz. Trying to define what Biden stands for is like trying to nail jello to a wall. 
If Trump uses it tonight on the Hannity show, I'll say, huh, once again, one of his team members listens to Savage, takes the best lines, sends them to Trump, and then he repeats it on Hannity without saying, thank you, Michael. That's okay. I don't need the thanks. I only need the truth. That's all I need. Did you see the shock report that came out from the CDC two weeks ago? I found it again last night and put it on michaelsavage.com because someone asked me for it. And the headline is, Shock Report, CDC quietly updates COVID-19 numbers. Only 9,210 Americans died from COVID-19 alone. The rest had different other serious illnesses. Don't tell that to the geniuses at Stanford. They don't want to know the truth. They're all in on Biden. Also, you can see a picture of the arsonist who was charged in wildfire plague West Coast. He is directly tied to BLM. The suspect charged with arson in wildfire plague West Coast has troubling record with BLM. There he is. Take a look at him. Yeah, take a look at him. Compare that piece of garbage to the Army Ranger who got the Medal of Honor today from President Donald Trump. And isn't it ironic they accuse Trump of not remembering uh, and not respecting our troops. But when he tried to do a flyover over New York, he, they said to him, how dare you? How dare you be so tone deaf as to fly F.A. 18 jets over New York to remind America that we beat ISIS, we killed bin Laden, and now we are once again more or less safe from the Islamo-fascists amongst us. They didn't like that, did they? What do you want to say today? What would you like to say on the Savage Nation? It's only another 45 minutes left, three more segments. Haven't played any sound bites. You know what we're going to play, Robert, for a minute or two? I want to do a flashback. On 9-11-2001, many of you didn't know I existed. I had already been on the radio since 1994. Many of you, I know many of the older listeners first heard me on 9-11-01. Well, here's an actual replay of the broadcast from 9-11-01 on the Savage Nation. And we'll listen to it for a minute, Robert. Ladies and gentlemen of the United States of America, the radical Muslim world has declared war on America. We are at war. We are at war. Attention, America. This is your Pearl Harbor. This is your Pearl Harbor. In the World Trade Center today, a World Trade Center that no longer exists. That's what I did on 9-11-2001. I knew we were at war. I knew the Islamo-fascist world had attacked. And notice that I said radical Islamists attacked us. Don't think I don't know the difference between Islam and radical Islam. Don't think I don't know the difference between Christianity and the Ku Klux Klan. Don't think I don't know the difference between liberalism and the Black Lives Matter uh, Antifa movements. Don't think I don't know the difference between conservatism and the Fox News Channel. Don't think I don't know the difference between what I say and what you think. I do. If you care to comment on these topics, whether it be on California, the fires, the dangerous myth of a dictatorship that I told you about. The dictatorship of the proletariat is how Trotsky worded it, that the proletariats, the working people, would rise up, overthrow the lords that were running Russia, and they would run Russia. Well, that led to 
the murder machine called Joseph Stalin. Just as BLM and Antifa will lead to the murder machine in America that they envision, uh, we have to stop them at all costs. Now, what actually will stop Antifa? What will finally permit the government to put a noose around their necks and arrest all of them? What has to happen? Well, I think we're starting to see it happening. The mayor of uh, Portland, himself a left-wing fanatic, was feeding them every day, giving them red meat every day, telling them they were good boys and girls until they came for him. And they chased him out of his condominium and he left Portland. The governor of Oregon did nothing till she got frightened they'd come for her. And she started lecturing us like a school lady. Oh, this has to stop. This has to stop. And then there's Al Sharpton, a race hustler from the get-go, a con man from the day he came uh, on, the, on, the, on the national scene. Number one image of race hustling in America would be Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. They would be the poster people for race hustlers. Everyone knew that. Why is it that two days ago Al Sharpton said that only latte liberals want to defund the police? Why? Because he's afraid they're going to come for him. And he needs the police to protect them. So when they start burning the mansions on Pacific Heights, where the salon killers live, and those with Chinese spies for drivers reside, then you're going to see the end of these left-wing movements. Will the election, or would the election rather, of Biden stop them? Do you actually believe Biden's going to throw a switch? And all of the girls who are burning and breaking windows are going to go home and take a regular pursue a regular life i don't once you permit the animals to get out of the cage and permit them to run wild in the streets burning and looting they won't go home no 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 it's going to take force to stop them but cleverly because of wolf blitzer jake tapper and the others in the media the police have been neutralized just as not every German was a Nazi, not every cop is a killer of minorities. You understand what I'm saying to you? Just as not every Muslim is an Islamic terrorist, you understand what I'm saying to you? You know how this works? You permit the left to define who you are, telling you you have white privilege, even though you may be like me from an immigrant family who's worked every day since you're six years old. I had no white privilege. I had a white, a white work ethic. Don't confuse it with white privilege. While you were sitting on your behinds, smoking dope and dragging your private parts around, I've been working two, three jobs. If you want to call that white privilege, you ought to learn how to get it. That would be by throwing away your bong pipe, cutting your hair and taking a job. I'll be right back. Savage. Welcome back to Savage Nation. So during the break, I went out and I went to a piece of patio furniture on my deck and I ran my finger over the chair and I held up the finger and I did a little tiny video. Ryan, my assistant, shot it. It's only 10 seconds long and on it I say, if you don't know what this is like, this fine green particulate matter is what we're breathing here in Northern California. I wanted you to actually see with your own eyes in the rest of the country how damaging and dangerous these fires are. And it's crazy. Do you know that Twitter has deemed this to be sensitive content and shadow banned me? Do you know that Twitter shadow bans almost everything I tweet? Now, look, 
this is a crazy thing to try to understand. It's called censorship. I have only 213,000 followers. It's not insignificant. And many of them are very important people in the country. I know how high up the food chain it goes because I communicate with some of the important people who follow my tweets around the world. But that's not a lot of people. It's the, it's the quality of the people. But I'm shadow banned, and I never paid for any followers. Why would they shadow ban a little image of me saying fine ash falling from forest fires? How does that offend someone? It says sensitive content? But I think someone's going to get sick looking at my showing a finger with fine ash on it? The earlier tweet was maybe even more uh, sensitive. Vast fires were reported in the 1800s set by lightning, set by Indians who burned the wooded areas to make more grass grow for their animals. Orange skies reported by Lewis and Clark, not global warming. I'm surprised that I wasn't shadow banned on that one. Or on my podcasts. Or my earlier tweet from last night. COVID commies kill commerce, Mr. Cuomo. You see what I'm saying? Well, anyway, that's what's going on in the country today. When I come back, I have a special treat for you. It's a small outtake from the Breitbart interview where you can eavesdrop on me and the reporter Josh Kaplan for a few minutes right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. I was recently interviewed by Breitbart News by Josh Kaplan on the epidemic, on the fight for America, on the war that we are all involved with, and it appeared on Breitbart.com. The interview was recorded, and I'm very, very pleased to offer to you right now, free of charge, that interview right here on the Savage Podcast. Let's listen. You're saying the politicians have not even, the, the, the politicians have not come, uh, caught up with the CDC data. Of course, the Democrats. No, they haven't. They're still doing the same thing, most of them. R- right. Them. Yeah. And they don't look the at the evidence. Democrats. They don't look at the evidence. They look at polls. Josh. Politicians don't look at evidence; they look at polls. Right. So to them, a poll is is is, is uh, the holy grail. But well, we all know polls are flawed. Right. So what a are they looking at? They're looking at who knows. A poll is potentially disproven. A poll is potentially disproven. If you see a poll says Biden's ahead by eight points, I could run another poll which says he's behind by eight points. Mm-hmm. I can top load it with a question or ask different people. Instead of registered voters, I can say adults by telephone, right? We all know what polls are. Polls can produce the answer you want. So, again, polls are not scientific, by and large. They may believe they are, you know, plus or minus three points, bull crap. Come on. So, okay, so that's the difference between opinion and science. So coming back to your question now. How did I come to conclude that this is a deadly illness? Because I saw, yes. I saw what, people yeah, What was that moment like where you said that light bulb went off and you said you just had a, just a psychological shift and you said, okay, I really got to start sounding the alarm on this. Well, that, first that. of all, I started getting reports from emergency room doctors. I mean, I remember one in, in, uh, was sent to me from an emergency room doctor in, in New Orleans. Mm. And he was talking about people getting catastrophically sick and dying coming in the ER room, he was overwhelmed in the beginning. And he didn't know what the hell to do about it. A lot of ER doctors were reporting being overwhelmed in the beginning, which is why the lockdowns occurred. It wasn't that the 
See, I don't think the politicians were initially cynical and they did this strictly to hurt Trump. That's bullshit. They didn't do all this to hurt Trump initially. There was a great panic in the land and then in the, in the world that this was sort of the new, the new plague that you got bitten by the, by the, the, um, the, the flea and you died, right? The, mm-hmm. in, in other words, it's not a flea, but you know, I'm saying using the flea as a metaphor. Sure, sure. You got the virus and it was fatal. That was the fear. And everyone became total paranoid. The gloves, the masks, the shoes, the, the obsessive hand washing. Okay, so that's, that's where most people are today in the world. Obsessive, compulsive, frightened individuals fearing that this is a lethal illness that if you even contact it, you're not going to just get over it. You're going you're gonna to die. This is right. where we are today. And nothing, nothing will convince them to, to the contrary. So you see idiots running with masks on. You see idiots bicycling with masks on. I don't know how they don't get a stroke. Who can breathe through those things? Yeah. So we're now living through a total mass hysteria, which is interesting because the title of a book, my last one before this one, was called Stop Mass Hysteria. And I went back to the Salem Witch Trials. Mass hysteria. America's insanity. From the Salem Witch Trials to the Trump Witch Hunt. That was, you know, published a year year or so ago, more than a year ago. And uh, we're living through a mass hysteria, a worldwide mass hysteria, by the way. Right. And and so so you just mentioned your previous book. I have a question about your current book that's coming out very, uh, very shortly. Trump's fight for America, the battle continues. Doc, every time you write a book, you say, I'm never doing another one. And then you do it again and you write another awesome book. I love, I love the fact that you don't let your audience down and you keep going and going and going. This particular book I think is really important because it contextualizes the past four years. People have been, in my opinion, so discombobulated. And it's like the Clive Gibbon thing. It's just, there's so much going on from the description of the book you're trying to make sense of this all for people. So you're looking in the past to try to make predictions for, 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 for the future. So was that your, was that the genesis for the book? Why did you write the book? And I know it's hard to, you know, deduce it down to one thing, but why did you need to write this? Why why did you need to write this book? Why do people need to run to the bookstores or, or, or go online and order this book and get it the day it comes out. Well, I don't want to be, you know, supercilious about my own publication, but I really feel this will be my last political book for a number of reasons. I think my radio career is coming to an end. Um, and I think that the nation that we know has come to an end. And I believe that this book, which I planned, I don't know when it started, I don't know, Gee, I've been writing it probably since December. Then I had a heart attack in December. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm recovering. Yeah. Outside for America, the war continues. But the first chapter is, to answer your question in, in another way, is the first chapter is called The Twin Plagues, COVIDism and Communism. But think about that, John. COVIDism, which is actually a new phrase, and communism. And I combined the two together because the COVIDism has brought in pure socialism and is leading through the riots to communism if we don't, if we don't stop this. 
you know, there's mild communism and there's virile, virulently evil communism. So I think it's my last ditch effort to sway the election towards Trump in plain English without mincing words. Mm-hmm. As flawed a man as he is and as imperfect a man as he is and what man is not flawed and imperfect, he's all we've got between us and the deluge. You know, the old phrase, après moi, le deluge. Right. Right. That's what I'm talking about, Josh. You know and I know Biden is not the candidate. Biden is the Manchurian candidate. Exactly. He is the front man. All we have to do is look at who he picked for the VP. She is the most corrupt of all of them. Mm-hmm. The others were, some of them were more virulently leftist, but they couldn't have been as more corrupt than her. Mm-hmm. Remember who she is. It's not about Biden. It's about who will be president within three to six months, which I've been saying for at least four months, five months. Now everyone's saying it. The real candidate is not Biden. It's Kamala Harris, who is a product of the most corrupt political system in the entire country. That would be the Getty-Pelosi complex. The Getty-Pelosi complex, which has destroyed the state of California. Wow. I had not heard that. that, that. Doc, you're going to see that in a few, in a few months. They're going to be using that, the Getty-Pelosi. <laughs> they, well, Getty is behind Pelosi. Getty is behind uh, Newsom. Uh, Pelosi is, is Newsom's aunt. It's all one, you know, one big happy family. No, but it's fascinating because everyone thinks that Pelosi's power comes from the father, who was a politician, but he wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a big leading fan. I think he was the mayor of Baltimore or something like that. Right. He was was at the time probably a moderate Democrat. Right. And let's say he was a party machine Democrat, just like all of them. But he wasn't as fanatical as this woman. This woman is a fanatical, crazy woman. So she really isn't the power. She's part of the power structure that runs the state and a very important part of it. We don't have to go into um, blower gate right now. Or right. Gate, but I, she's trying to, you know, net her match with that one, her arrogance, you know, from let them eat cake to let them get a hair, hairdo. You know, I mean, even the local news turned on her. I turned it on Friday. They were all turning against her and running the poor women who she's attacking. But having said that, it's the um, the Getty money that's behind all of it, so far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. If they were benign, if they had done a good job in the state, I wouldn't care. I understand how politics works. It's always money, right? Sure. But they're not benign, and they're not good managers. They've destroyed the state. Long before COVID, the state was already running into a stone wall. Remember the uh, Jerry Brown Railroad, the train to nowhere? Right. Remember that? Where where that money go? There's so many things that were being done just for pure, unadulterated greed. Mm-hmm. So then chapter two of the book, Our Fight for America, also answers the question. It's called The Virus Profiteers. Think about that. The Virus Profiteers. Fortunes are being made on this public health disaster. And The book ends with the chapter staring into the abyss, which is where we are right now. Staring into the abyss. Aren't we all staring into the abyss? We don't know where this is going to go. We may, in our hearts, we think it's all going to work out because that's how we are as humans. We have to believe things will be okay, right? Mm -hmm. 
from the French Revolution to the American leftist revolution, from climate hysteria to racial hysteria. That's the last chapter. And it says, America is on the precipice of an abyss. We are staring into a self-made oblivion where everything that has previously defined the greatest nation in human history is erased. Rather than fighting with our last breath to avoid it, we are running headlong into the chasm, like lemmings stampeding over a cliff. One last line, Josh. As Dostoevsky wrote, quote, when I fall into the abyss, I go straight into it, head down and heels up. And I'm even pleased that I'm falling in just such a humiliating position. And for me, I find it beautiful, unquote. I don't find it beautiful. Not at all. But we're going to relive the nightmare so many hundreds of millions of people have lived through around the world after capitalism was erased and after the radicals took over their country. I remember the Red Guards toppling statues in America. Remember the Red Guards? The used toppling statues? Remember them renaming universities? All of the landmarks? This is how the communists operated every country they take over. They erase the culture, and they replace the culture. And so when no one stopped them from knocking down Confederate war statues, except a few voices, say, hey, what do I care? I didn't fight in the Civil War. It doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, but when they came for the Confederate statues, you said nothing because you weren't a Southerner, right? Then when they came for George Washington's statue, you said nothing because it's only a statue. But then when they beat up your grandmother in the streets of New York as she went shopping, the, the packs of wild teens, there was no one there to help her. That's what we're living through right now. It's an outright communist revolution, Josh. Do you think, Dr. Savage, that if Trump wins re-election, the rioting and violence that we see now is going to be incomparable to the destruction and chaos if Trump wins? Personally, yes, yes. Yes, 100%. Because it feels like we're staring into another abyss. Gosh, listen, there's no winner here. There's no, no real winner here because okay. everyone thinks that magically if Biden wins, he's going he's gonna, to you know, give a hand signal and all of these violent uh, BLM Marxists are going to go home. They're not going to go home. Where are they going to go? This is their livelihood, destroying things. So... I don't see a winner here. I don't see how it, how, it, how it wins. The only thing here is that if Trump wins and the violence increases, he will then have to crack down using the military. I, I guess. Do you, do something more pointed. Do you think that if Trump wins re-election, that there could be a potential civil war outbreak because of the temperature being so hot right now and the Democrats laying down the tracks of trying to delegitimize the election. Kamala Harris saying today Russia could intervene and Biden could lose. You've got the transition project with with Podesta war gaming out what happens if Trump doesn't concede. You've got a a Bloomberg, um, you've got a Bloomberg lieutenant from Hawkfish, which is his secret tech organization going on Axios the other day and said Trump's going to win by a mile on election day and then oh, yeah. Biden's going to win a week later with the mail-in voting. I so saw that. It's a, I'm asking a very heated question, so I, I respect it if you want to maybe, you know, but could we potentially see something Civil War-esque if Trump wins because the temperature is so hot? A lot of people fear that, and they figure, even though I hate Biden and Kamala Harris, 
they can talk to the rioters and tone it down. I don't believe that's true. I think that the rioters are now an entity unto themselves. Look at what they just did to Ted Wheeler, the, the far-left mayor of Portland. They turned on him. They turned on the far-left governor of Oregon. These anarchists, communists, Marxists, are a machine that can only be stopped through violence. So, no, I don't think that there's going to be a magical stoppage. Um, now, remember, in 2014, I published a book called Stop the Coming Civil War. You may recall that book. Mm-hmm. And people said, oh, yeah, right. It was a bestseller for a reason. I saw what was coming after Obama. Obama laid the seeds down for a civil war. And like all good Marxists, he laughed all the way to the bank. You know, him and Michelle made hundreds of millions of dollars uh, while professing their, 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 uh, their philosophy, so to speak. So, no, it's not a good time. We're at a bridge. And if Trump wins, there will be more riots initially. But I think at that point, Trump will have the mandate to expand on his federalization. Savage. Racial issues, economic meltdown, the pandemic, locking us up in houses. This is what's shaping up for the election. I call it our fight for America. All of it is discussed in my new book, Our Fight for America. It's a very important book for a number of reasons. First of all, it's a continuation of all the previous bestsellers I have written. And I've been consistent in my discussions about the pandemic, at least since late January. I disagree with Dr. Fauci right from the beginning. I called for selective quarantine. How about during race wars that Obama started? I warned during the Obama years that a civil war could come to America if he didn't stop. And only restraint on the part of the left would stop it. Was I wrong? For the sake of yourself, for the sake of America, to discuss it with people who are undecided about the election, there's only one place to go, one source to turn to, and that's Michael Savage's Our Fight for America, available now on Amazon. It is the uh, Savage Nation. We've covered so much ground today, it's hard to summarize. California means hot furnace, whether it be in Spanish, caliente horno, or in Latin, calida fornax, hot furnace. It's always been a burning hot state six months of the year. And the entire West was known to burn, both through natural phenomena such as lightning strikes and through the Native Americans purposely burning lower woodlands to drive animals out of the forest and also to... uh, encourage the growth of grasses, which is fodder, was fodder for their, uh, you know, horses and for the buffalo. So the sky was reported to be orange in the 1820s. Read the Lewis and Clark expedition journals. But don't tell that to the hologram in the basement. He would not know who you meant. If you said Lewis and Clark to Joe Biden, he would think you're referring to an ice cream cone made by Ben and Jerry. And as I said earlier, trying to define what Biden stands for would be like trying to nail Jello to a wall. Don't try it. It can't be done. This is the Savage Nation. If you missed any of my wit and wisdom, you can catch it all a little later on the podcast. And Monday or Tuesday, you go to the bookstore and you add to your library with our fight for America. Thanks for listening. Westwood One Podcast Network.